Hello and welcome everybody to another episode of the We Call It Soccer Show. I'm Walker Manning, joined as always by my guy, Michael Fahey. How are you doing today, dude? Wake up, wake up. I'm alright, I'm alright, how are you? Wake up, wake up. I'm good, I'm good. I'm Actually, no, I'm kind of buzzing because of this Julian Nagelsmann news because, um, you know, don't mean to toot your horn again, but I'm, I absolutely must. You 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 stated this on this very podcast. Don't know the exact episode. I'm gonna go through it at some point, <laughs> even though like it would feel weird to listen to these. But I don't. I, I you need. I think I need to find the soundbite to to prove it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just connected. Hashtag connected. Connected. <laughs> connected. Connected. The deep dark web of Twitter. The deep dark web Twitter. Uh, my friends who are extremely incredible hackers. Uh, and blackmail artists just throw me little bits of information there. You know, you know what's crazy about the deep dark web of Twitter, blackmail artists, you, me, the We Call It Soccer Show podcast. Do you know? Do you know what those all have in common with Tottenham Hotspur? Um, we have the same amount of trophies. Yes, we have the same amount of trophies. <laughs> wow. They've done it again, but uh, we'll get to that. First, though, we're going to do some in-depth tactical previews, some predictions, some analysis, formations, tactic, who, what, when, where, why, how, for the Champions League, recording on Monday. This will drop Tuesday morning, as always, Tuesday mornings. And um, guys are going to get a chance to see what we think. Um, see if we predict the lineups to a T. Obviously, our picks as always, but uh, let's let's get into it. You know, yeah. The, uh, first game: Real Madrid versus Chelsea. I've been a hater of Tommy tactics, you know, since gotten over since Pool Six resurgence. But <laughs> you have been the main stand of Tommy on yes. this podcast. So, oh yes. Who else to preview what the the men in blue? might do tomorrow uh, it's uh it's gonna be the same old same old from tommy tactics uh so they're gonna line up very structurally sound i assume again make sure um that there won't be any goals scored in this one because uh, i think that's going to be their main point especially with it being in spain Maybe go in there and try and nick a one nil, uh, and then come back to the bridge with it. But how they're going to line up, I think it's going to be more of the same of what we've been seeing: that five at the back with three solid center backs. Um, whether that third center back is Christensen or Aspiliqueta remains to be seen. I personally like Aspiliqueta a little bit more in that role, more of a leader. And then uh, Reese James and Chilwell, your full backs, basically midfielders in this. Um, let have them get some license to go forward. Um, obviously Mendy and Net, and then Rudiger Silva. Uh, then the other two midfielders we got Conte and Jorginho, two mainstays. Uh, great passing range with Jorginho, Conte, that engine in the middle, of that defender. Um, and then we move to the attackers, which is the part that could get a little ooh wishy washy with Tommy. But uh, I think we're gonna see Pulisic, we're gonna see Havertz, and we're gonna see Mount. And that attacking three, Werner's going to go back to the bench where he belongs. Uh, and it's going to be kind of a rotating striker. They're going to make like a triangle at the top. And just depending on where people are situated during that current run of play, 
you'll see Pulisic up there. You'll see Havertz up there and you'll see Mount, but I think it's primarily going to be Havertz playing that, uh, striker position. Um, and then, like I said, they're going to try and keep it tight, compact. Um, when they're out of possession, they want to get numbers back, stay sturdy, not give too many gaps for Madrid to try and exploit with the players like Benzema, Cruz, Modric, who can pick out a pass and finish really well. Um, and the biggest thing for me this game would probably be how they're going to break on the counter. Um, they're gonna, I feel like they're going to need to try and live off of the counter in this one. And if they can, I think they'll be successful. They have the pace to do it. Uh, they're solid enough at the back, and they have the passers and dribblers to you know, break down this side. So uh, I think no Ramos for PS or not for PSG, for Madrid, right? He's still out? He is one of many names who are out. Oh, well, this per- time. Perfect yeah. segue into you. How are the Blancos going to try and combat Tommy's Blues? Yeah, I like how you phrase that, try and combat Tommy's Blues, because <laughs> um, given their lately, late uh, recent form since the uh, in and around the Super League drama, not very great. Uh, just recently, they drew 0-0 to Real Batiste, who, you know, Shout out Pellegrini, former Man City man, you know, doing his thing, carrying over the the shape that brought us to prominence um, over to Spain. Still doing his thing. Less of a budget, a lot less of a budget, but uh, still doing his thing. But um, for this tie, Real Madrid is missing quite a few main players. They're missing left back Ferland Mendy who brings the pace, he brings the defense, he brings the fizzing balls across the face of the net, you know, miss out big time. They're missing Ramos, the leader at the front and the back. Somehow, if it's 0-0 in the 90th, he'll take control of the game. That's a big loss. Swiss Army knife, Federico Valverde, who, if available, but is in COVID-19 isolation protocols, would definitely be starting on the right wing, similar to how they played Barcelona. They play like a back six, and um, that is, that's how they ideally would line up, but they're missing him as well. And uh, they're also missing Lucas Vasquez, who um, another pacey fullback who, you know, gets up and down, does a job. So they're going to be, they're going to be a little strapped for choices here, but with that in mind, it's kind of easy to call the lineup. I think Courtois on the back, Militao and Baran, Nacho Fernandez left, Danny Carvajal, right. You know the names in the mid, in the midfield three they pick themselves. Yep. Benzema, Vinicius up top with Asensio at the other wing, and um, you know that's that's how they're going to line up. Casemiro's going to drop back and sit deep. Um, this would be a lot easier for them if they had Asensio. Being that they don't, I think Cruz and Modric are going to have to play deeper than they would otherwise like to because. Asensio is not the Valverde type. He's not that type of player. He's much better um, getting on the end of long ball, starting the break. He's a, he's a really good passer, I think, on the break and decision maker. But um, he's not going to drop deep and do the dirty work like Valverde would have. That's going to be a big, big loss. And um, I'm not really optimistic for Real Madrid in this game because they're missing so many big important players like Mendy is so important to what yeah. they can do down the left because mm-hmm. Vinicius or Asensio, whichever one is there, 
Venetia is more so than Asensio. They're very pacey, mm-hmm. but Mendy as that extra threat, as is Carvajal, but especially Mendy because he's so much younger. Um, getting in behind and also just a very good passer. Like it's it's an, it's just another dimension that an overlapping fullback can bring, especially when he works hard on defense. Ramos, nothing need be said. Federico yeah. Valverde, you know, again, like this dude is just does the dirty work. He is so valuable to this team. And uh, yeah, I, the only way I see Madrid getting a win out of this or even a tie is if Tommy Tactics starts Timo and he misses like a few sitters. But last leg of the Champions League versus Porto, Kai got the nod. He got another game in between then. And um, although Tino did end up scoring the winner this weekend, he also missed a sitter that could have really put the game to bed. And Tommy's face when he did that, (laughs) befuddled, (laughs) disgusted, dumbfounded, you name it. He, he, it looks like he's had enough at this point. So, uh, I mean, maybe a month ago I'd push back on the Kai thing, but uh, I, I think that's the way to go. I think Tommy realizes it now, like, you know, he's had his time to get his confidence back. But at the end of the day, like you got to get business done. And uh, Havertz is definitely the man to do that. I, I really, I think Giroud is, but if, if you're going to mm-hmm. pick the onions. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And uh, looking back at Madrid's last leg versus Liverpool, um, their highlight goals really came from um, Vinny being able to beat that back line. I think Chelsea, are gonna when they're in possession, they're going to play a little bit of a higher line. But are they structurally sound enough to be able to notice that and kind of neutralize those deep runs in behind? Because all it takes is one crazy pass from Cruz or Madrid. And, and that may be all Madrid's hoping for, to be honest. But I, is Chelsea, you know, are they well-drilled enough to be able to withstand that and be disciplined enough to not creep too far forward? I mean, the, really, really, I think it boils down to one man for that, and his name is Reese James. Um, he's been on form this year. He's a solid player, but, you know, one bad giveaway from him, fall down to the left, peace, see ya. Those center backs one-on-one, not stopping either of these guys on the wing for Madrid. Uh, Chilwell, I'm not so worried about. I, I think he's fantastic, and he, he's not, you know, oh, my God, especially that finish versus Porto second leg how he took the keeps. Like, that was just for me. Like, it was just, oh. He's okay. This guy. All right. Well, yeah, I, I think, you know, it's my opinion. I, I think Reese James is the man to look out for, especially with Oscar Laqueta in behind him. Um, if if he would start, you know, that's an old man liable for a penalty, red card, really, or, or a master class. He's, he's kind of all over the place, but that chaotic leadership energy is what they need. Back home in Spain. Back home in Spain as well, yeah. Tommy won't have anything to say about the size of the stadium because no. he, he has his marbles in check. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> uh, God, Jurgen. Fucking clown, dude. He's, he's lost it. He's not even losing. Like, it is gone. It is gone. It is down the street. They're gone. He's gone. But um, yeah. <laughs> speaking of gone... Um, I think 
Manchester City's gone to the final of the Champions League. That's just an absolutely perfect segue. And um, literally three days ago, if you asked me this question, I'd be like, eh, maybe not. Like, I don't know. Like, Mbappe's really good. Like, he's really fast and scary. And he still is all those things. But he went down injured this weekend. And I hate that I'm so enthusiastic about that, but I fucking can't help myself. That is the one man on this PSG team that scares the living shit out of me, could easily beat us by himself. And if he plays at all, he's at least going to be hobbled. Um, they're also Marquinhos is a doubt, uh, you know, but they've got Florenzi back the rest. I'll let you take PSG though. Man City, Man City. We are back. We are rolling. We won our first trophy the energy drink cup what is carabao energy i want some it looks enticing none of the players drink it though after the game i've noticed might be might be a bit toxic but um we've we've been in really good form um i think it'll be ederson obviously uh ruben diaz john stones kyle joao rodri ilkai phil foden kevin de bruyne riyad mares and in a shock twist, in a shock twist, Uh-oh. this is going to be a tinker, but it's a good one. I am going to predict that Fernandinho is going to start this game as well. So he can get away with another red card? No, so that we can play four up top again, two false nines. Actually, no, not um, Ilkai will be dropped. Eh. I don't know who's going to be dropped, but someone's going to be need to be dropped because Sterling's going to start in this eleven. Either Ilkay or Rodri is going to be dropped for um, for Fernandinho. We're going to do the four four two. Really, it's a two four four in possession, and um, we did it this weekend versus Spurs. Pressed them high with four. Kevin and Phil were given license to roam in the middle of the field, and it really, really worked. Um, we just you know weren't clinical per usual, but. We got the job done. Ruben Diaz made some great tackles on the weekend. I think we just need to carry that structure into the Champions League. But if we don't, it'll be Bernardo and Ilkay starting. False nines all the way. No strikers will be starting this game. And um, given that Mbappe is going to be hobbled, I'm not too worried about them catching us on the break, especially with Kyle Walker and Ruben Diaz and John Stones being defensive extraordinaires at the moment. Um. Yeah, no, I'm I'm super confident we're gonna get some away goals, and we're gonna win this game, and that's gonna set us up to win the tie. All right. Yeah. Um. That all sounds good. Um. Like you said at the beginning, uh, this tie I think really depends on the health of one man, and that is Killian M. Boopers. Uh, he is. And Marquinhos. And Marquinhos. If he doesn't play, that's that's huge. It is huge, but you look, it's, yeah, okay, no, it is big. It's huge. You're right, you're right, but it's not Mbappe big. True. And on that note, though, um, a quote from Poch, uh, the PSG manager, he, Marquinhos, is training well. We will see how he is on Wednesday. We do hope that he will be available. So it looks like Marquinhos will be a game-time decision, which is better news. He's kind of been left out of all the recent games without much of a thought. Um, and then on the Mbappe injury, <clears throat> he said, 
that we think he's okay and that he'll be ready for Wednesday. We reviewed the action. We see the blow. We are not worried about him. Obviously, we hope it is not too serious. Killian was calm when he was replaced, and we all know even a simple knock is always painful. So um, great news on the PSG front on both sides. It looks like uh, one, if not both of those guys, could be in the starting 11, and that makes it a completely different game, like you said. Uh, but they're going to line up normal. I'm going to, for the sake of my speaks, my speaks or whatever. I don't know. My, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Speaks. <laughs> for the sake of my speaks, I'm just going to assume that they both play. Big game. Like, if you can run, you can play. Um, and it's going to be a 4-3-3, three, three, essentially, with uh, the normal front three, Neymar, Di Maria, and Bappe. Uh, the normal back line with Diallo, Presnil, Marquinhos returning, and Florenzi Navas, one of the best goalkeepers in the world, sharing up that back line. And then the weak spot, in my opinion, of this PSG team, the midfield, um, Leandro Paredes set to get a start, Verratti set to get a start, and Idris Gay set to get a start. Um, I'm not the biggest Paredes fan. He's had good games, definitely. He's also had some bad games. I just – I like the other two in the midfield. They add stability, good passing range, good hard work. Verratti's not the fastest, but he's a hard worker. Um, but I just think Paredes – you know, he's kind of a, like a, for lack of a better expression, I guess, loose cannon a little bit. He can kind of lose you game. He can turn the ball over. So that would be my biggest thing of concern. But um, the front three is going to carry this team. They're going to look to take advantage of City's high line. They're going to look to take advantage of City's press and get those pacey guys in behind, um, have Mbappe and Neymar running through or just Mbappe with Di Maria and or Neymar picking them out. Because uh, kind of the same thing with Madrid. If they find Vinny on one ball, that could be it. They find Mbappe on one ball, and they have multiple people on the field capable of finding him. Uh, that could be that could be enough if they can stay solid. So um, I think the real thing for PSG here is they need to score first because then that causes City to press higher. City press higher then there's more space for Mbappe. There's more space for Neymar and Di Maria to work. Um, and, you know, it's always dangerous, you know, when City's coming at you harder than they already do. They're a good side, great side, and they're going to get their shots and they're going to get their looks. They're going to create chances. But there's just leaving so much space in behind, which PSG excel at accepting and taking. So um, as long as uh, the Parisians put the pressure on City this tie, you know, get an early goal or score first. Make sure City tries to get that because I don't think Pep's going to want to come out of here in a 1-0. He's going to want to get an away goal. Uh, if you can kind of make them do that and exploit that, I think PSG can almost, if everything falls their way, and I mean everything falls their way, they can wrap up the tie this game. But nothing ever always falls your way. But I do see them winning this game if that lineup that uh, I just talked about hits the field. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I could definitely see, you know, that some early pressure by Mbappe, Nick in an early goal. And um, 
in years past, I would say that that would worry me an early goal because, you know, I didn't, our spirit was not all that the fight, fighting back comebacks. So, you know, we go down early. I assume we're going to miss 20 big chances and lose, but not anymore, not anymore. Cause the name, a guy named Phil Foden and, um, Whoever PSG decides to put it left back or right back, Phil's going to absolutely skin them multiple times because that's what he does. Like you can put whoever, whenever, whatever in front of that man and he will do you like you are a small child. And um, there's nothing you can do about it at times. He's just too great. He's just too awesome. (laughs) Yeah, you're dirty. (laughs) But um, coming from an Eagles fan like EDP. That's oh, the, the times. Oh, oh my God. Oh. He's a dirtbag. Uh, don't, I never liked him. Never liked EDP. <laughs> so, you know, this is a slam dunk. Uh, there's a void in the Eagles media space, though. Might have to fill that. Um, who knows? Who knows? But, yeah, no, nah, like I, I don't want to be disrespectful to PSG, but they've lost eight times in Ligue 1. Title race is super, super on in France. Um, they're a really good team. They've been very good in Champions League, but um, this is just this is our year, man. Like this is our year. Ain't nobody stopping us. This is sometimes you just have to be in the way of greatness, and it hits you like a fucking truck. You know? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. I like <laughs> I, I like guy. that kind of. Um, um, but with those two ties. Going back to the first one, who on each side is your most influential player, do you think? Uh, in Madrid-Chelsea first, one Madrid player who can dictate this game, one Chelsea player who can dictate this game, whether for both. good or bad. Should good I do bad. Both, at, both at once? Or, or yeah, one? yeah, give me, right. give me like right. one explain. So one explain. for Madrid, um, I think the most influential player on the game it's going to be Kareem Benzema. I think whenever he gets the ball, he's going to need to be clinical with it, creative with it. If Madrid are to get a win out of this tie, it's because he does something crazy. That's why it's going it's it's either going to be a back heel pass or like a silky finish, something great, but he's going to really control their attack, hold the ball up, play it deep when needs be, finish the end of a chance. And um, he has the potential to control the game for them. Mm-hmm. For Chelsea, though, um, I'm going to say N'Golo Kante. Um, he's going to be out there patrolling the back line, sweeping side to side. And um, if he is able to, you know, do what he does best and control, be a pest, win the ball back, be a clean passer, then um, – Madrid are just going to have no options this game. They're going to be absolutely inept if he if he's on this game. Hmm. What about you? Uh, yeah, I definitely agree with both of those. Um, my Madrid one is Kareem Benzema. Uh, he's, I think, he's a top three striker in the world. Um, you know, behind Kane and a healthy Lewandowski. So I guess he's number two right now. But uh, yeah, just he can dictate a game if either he gets one chance he's probably going to put it away he can create chances for other people and i think something that's undervalued and which is definitely going to be needed against the very structured chelsea side is his ability to drop uh, deep and link up play um you know because if you're a one-trick pony 
not naming names, but a guy who wears yellow and black and plays on a team in Germany uh, that plays striker. He wasn't able to, you know, link up, play deep when his team needed him to. And so being able to do that uh, will definitely help out Madrid, give him another outlet. And uh, for Chelsea, I actually think it's, I was going to say Pulisic, but I, I don't know if he'll start. I think he'll start, but I'll go with Pulisic or Havertz. I'm going to say Pulisic too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no American bias whatsoever, but it's either one of those two guys just because I He'd think. He'd skin both those center back clowns. Sorry. He, he would. Continue. He would. <laughs> he, he would. Uh, no, yeah, but just both of those two guys, either him or Havertz. Um, I think if those three start, like I said, Mount Havertz, Pulisic, him and, Ma- or him and Havertz are going to spend most of the time up front. And if they're clinical, they perform how they should perform uh, with their dribbling, their passing, and they can both shoot pretty well with both feet. Um, they're going to have a lot to say in this game. Mount's obviously a really good player, like not, not including him as a disrespect to him. But uh, I just think if one of those two guys, if not both of them, are on their game and dribbling, and we've already seen Pulisic do Madrid dirty in the Champions League, back when he was on Dortmund. And if he can do something like that again, or Havertz, uh, I think Chelsea are going to be sitting pretty, especially with this weekend back line. Yeah, no, I think Pulisic's definitely going to score a goal, if not multiple. Um, I think we're pretty much united on the Chelsea pick. Yeah. I, I do not have faith in the at this I, I got, point. I, I, I think Chelsea is going to win. But I have to ride Madrid since I have because them of to win yes, the whole thing. Facts. So, <sighs> meanwhile, my 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 other Champions League finalist is ducking out of the way of fucking free kicks again. This fucking guy, I cannot <laughs> oh, believe I did oh that. My God. <laughs> yeah, you did do that. Dude. That's crazy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <sighs> but uh. So yeah, for PSG City, um, I think PSG there's only one pick to make. And it's Kylian Mbappe. Mm-hmm. Um, we we are no doubt the better eleven and the better bench. There's no question about that. But it's about the stars controlling the game, being big. Not that Neymar isn't a star. I think Neymar has the ability to do this, but he doesn't have the same like terrifying pace that Mbappe has. And that's really what, as a City fan, has always gotten us. Has always been able to beat us. Like it's people with pace getting in behind, catching us out on the break. That's how you score on us. Like it's it really kind of the only way. Yeah. Unless you're like Liverpool, somebody really good that can actually play with us. But um, Liverpool last year, disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Kylian Mbappe for PSG. And um, for Man City, <sighs> there's a few names that you can name, obviously. Because, you know, Kyle Walker has a big, big job ahead of him. Big, big job. And he's going to be instrumental in stopping Mbappe. But um at the end of the day, this isn't going to be decided 1-0 over two legs. You're going to need to score goals. And that's why Phil Foden is going to be the man of the match again. He's going to be the difference maker. This kid is a fucking stud. He was made for the bright lights. The biggest stars shine brightest on the biggest stages. And that is what Phil Foden lives, eats, breathes, and shits. He loves the clutch situations. This, this guy's like Jordan. He's already went through his bad boys years. Pep Guardiola had him do. I told you about my, the Rondo theory I heard today. He, Phil Foden was that guy. He was just getting chased after day after day. Fernandinho was putting in tactical fouls on him. He got through all that shit. He got beat up, got big, and now he's ready. He's ready to be the Michael Jordan of soccer. And he is going to win us this leg, this tie, and then the Champions League. 
Huh. I love him uh, so much. Yeah. Yeah, no. Um I was gonna I was gonna say Mbappe. I don't want to agree with you twice though, so I'll change mine even though I do agree with you. Um I'm gonna say that this game will revolve around Fucking, I'll go Neymar. I'll say Neymar. You've seen Mbappe do it to City at Monaco, so I'm sure he can do it again if he plays. Um, Neymar, however, you saw their last Champions League outing. He was ridiculous. Phenomenal. Like, like you said, uh, the stars shine brightest on the biggest stages, and he didn't just shine. He supernovaed. He was crazy. Didn't have much to show for it, but just – what a game to watch from him. And if he can put in, you know, like half of that or 75% of that PSG in a better place, but if he can replicate that over this tie, which is not a little thing to ask for, uh, I think PSG got it and he can dictate it. You know, Mbappe is obviously a great player, but uh, Neymar can do everything. He doesn't have that killer pace, like you said, but he can do anything he wants. Uh so, yeah, that's my PSG pick. And then City, I'm going to go with Ederson. I think uh, Ederson's been playing super well. You know, can't really talk bad about him. But we all know that he, in the past, has had some gaffes, some bloopers-type deal, whether it be with, like, shanking a kick or, like, just not making a <laughs> save. <laughs> but uh, if he can – because he's going to be one-on-one, I think, at least one or two times. He comes up with a big save or two in this game. Um, that's saving City in the tie. But if he turns into, you know, that old Ederson that we haven't really seen a lot of, to be fair. But if he turns back into that, where it's, oh, misplaced pass here, Di Maria picks up the ball 40 yards out, and then he can just do what he wants, or a one-on-one save just gets absolutely embarrassed near post. Um, stuff like that just... He has to avoid that, like he has been doing. But, uh, you know, like like we always used to say about him, he's been doing too well for too long. And for City's sake, for your sake, hopefully it's not like that and he's just playing well now. But uh, always in the back of my head that he can mess up. But if he doesn't, I think that's a big, big, big boost for City, as it would for any team, but really big for City with how much he touches the ball. Yeah. Absolutely would uh, be a huge boost, but um, I I don't know I I don't I don't think that's in his locker anymore. I think he's a changed man. I think he's no longer an asshole. But um, <laughs> we'll see. We will we will see, and that that's why we watch at the end of the day because we will see. And um, just a little side note, you know, SofaScore usually a great app. Uh, they have possible lineups with Zach Steffen in that. And I'm like, okay, guys, like, yeah. <laughs> let's relax. Let's I relax a little it. bit. I, I do respect it. Must be an American owned app, so yes, respect. But um, that was the that was Champions League. Now on to the Premier League, starting on 4:20. We did not smoke any weed because we're good Christian children. Go to church. That is the devil's lettuce. We do not partake in that. Mm-hmm. But um, Tommy's men might have been a little high when they took the field because they decided to draw 1-1 with Brighton? What? Yes. 1-1 yeah. with Brighton. Um, Pulisic, obvious man of the match, did all he could. Wasn't enough. Um, shot on target. Nothing else, really. 
no goals, no assists. Um, Brighton, per usual, missed some big chances. It was a pretty boring game, to be honest. Um, both teams kind of didn't want to really go for it. And uh, no-no was a deserved result. Although I, I really thought that the Chelsea's were going to win this one. Uh, yeah, definitely a uh, definitely not a good result for Chelsea, especially the position they're in, and uh, just having so many teams surrounding them the with the top with the top four chase. So uh, not good to drop points to a team they should have beat. But big ups to Brighton; uh, they held on. Uh, you know, they were able to do what they need to do after just getting dominated possession wise, but possession doesn't mean anything if you don't do anything with it. Mm-hmm. And that is why this game ended no, no because Chelsea had what 65% of the ball and did a whole lot of nothing with it. Yes. Whole lot of nothing. And I also forgot this was the day of the, uh, the protest too. So um, oh. big ups to Brighton for beating the super league club. Basically yes. beating, you know, you go to Stanford bridge and you get a draw and you're Brighton, consider that a win in my book, you know? Mm. Yeah. Um, Tottenham beat Southampton 2-1. Um, Ryan Mason, first game in charge, youngest manager to ever get a dub in the Premier League. Um, he's younger than some of the players on his team. Played play, play an exciting lineup. Son, Mora, Lo Celso, Bale, Ndombele, Relihion, Arie. Those are all guys who like to get up you know it was cool mm-hmm. it was nice to see it they still only somehow managed a, a 2-1 to Southampton who got up early and of course choked away the league Jan Benrick has not been the same man second half of the season Southampton are uh, shambolic Danny Ings went down with a knock but somehow these guys are absolutely safe from relegation which is so no sense to me I I don't I, I before the season I thought Ralph Hasenhutl was a good coach. I still think he might be. But I, I'm I'm honestly I, I am I am losing faith by the match with these people. <laughs> you yeah, know? It's I, they're they're in the second worst form out of anyone in the entire league. And like you said, to be safe from the drop, I mean the only team worse form is Fulham. They have the same form as Sheffield over the last five. Oh. Well, I know. Well, actually, no. We know how they save from the drop. Because remember, remember, they were in first place <laughs> for a hot second. God, yeah, they deserve to go down the way they're playing. Um, Hassan Hootle will not get fired, though, so I don't expect anything like that. He'll be here to start next season. Um, but just Spurs should have won this game. Cut it close. Cut it super close. But uh. They did what they had to do. Southampton did what they always do. And that's why Spurs are walking out of here with the three points. Um, and a very important three points at the time, I believe. Because right now... Oh, no, important. no. Yeah, yeah, still important. Still, still important. important. Still important. Only two points off fifth, five off fourth. So, yeah, I think, you know, Champions League, you can just forget about that for Spurs. But uh, there's always Europe in some capacity. And that's very much still on the table. Um, yeah, because now, uh, now sixth place gets uh, a Europa League, right? Cause City just won the Carabao Cup. Yep. So that means they're only a point out of Europe, boys. Only a point. Go, Ryan. 
Go Ryan, go. Go Ryan Mason. Baby-faced killer. Um, they, they just got to hope Ch- or Lester because I don't, don't think Lester will drop out of the top three. Or top yeah, four. they got to they – they made it as hard as they could for themselves, but thanks to a Kalichi and Nacho banger, they got the win. So, you know, good on them. Uh, mm-hmm. But the next game on the weekend was Aston Villa versus Man City. I continued my trend of betting against the Super League clubs, and goddammit, it was off to a great start. John McGinn – in behind from a Ollie Watkins peach of pass just to start the game. One nil typical man city. And this is why I would say in past years, in past years, I would be like, yeah, we go down early. We go fold, but no, we literally just bang, boom, bada bing, boom, bow 40th minute, two goals later, we're up. John stones gets one of the many bullshit red cards that happened over the past week. Three of the same kind of ridiculous how three of the same red cards happen like in this amount of time like because it was the Leeds, liam cooper john stones and the bull on west ham this week same exact thing referees don't have common sense or an understanding of physics but who's surprised there no um it seemed like aston villa went came out of the second half very complacent didn't think they went at us nearly enough and maddie cash two yellow cards in three minutes master class Made it 10-10. And uh, then they decided to press us. And, um, you know, the game was a bit more open. But, you know, I, I feel like they, they kind of missed the boat on that when, you know, they were up a man for the first 13 minutes of the uh, second half. But we won. We won again. Um, United tied. Uh, some people on Twitter are still trying to keep the, uh, the Premier League race is still on. Vibes going. It's not. Um, but, you know. It hasn't been. We showed, yeah, it really hasn't been. But we showed good character. Jesus sucks. Yeah. Anything else? Um, Matty Cash with uh, probably the dumbest second yellow I've seen this season. Uh, he was up for signing of the season before that. I think that was <laughs> just, he lost the ball. And I think it was Foden took like a five meter touch away from him. Like he probably could have chased him down and like, you know, stopped, slowed him down. Maybe no, he just decides to scissor his legs. Just, I love the scissor move. I've been seeing it. I've been noticing it every time <laughs> it happens ever since Octavio did it a couple of weeks ago. And I just love the scissor. <laughs> it, it's Great. just like, if you get the ball, like incredible, they go down in a heap. But like when the ball is not there, like there's grounds for a straight red and, you know, it didn't matter what it was because the result was the same as he was walking <laughs> off to the locker room. Um, but that was, that was, that was the highlight of the day for me. Like forget the outcome, forget all that stuff. That was incredible. How that was his first reaction. Just got yeah, to just Let me just go kill this guy. Yeah. No. Um, my theory, Foden being the dirty boy that he is definitely chatted some shit. Got him all wound up, drew the red, provoked it. Um, could I see the same thing happening to him and Neymar? Yes. Neymar will definitely get wound up and put in a mean tackle on Foden. And then Diash is going to actually just score a bar down. Diash is going to destroy Neymar on a tackle. I see it. It's going to be clean. He's going to absolutely fuck him up. You heard it here first. But, um, yeah, no, absolute stunner from Matty Cash. Um, and something not so stunning is West Brom falling back to form. Um, 
Leicester beat them 3-0 in King Power. Um, you know, it was it was a fun dream while it lasted. But I think dropping points two on the bounce now. Although West Brom are not mathematically relegated, they are nine points off of Brighton. Somehow 11 points off of Newcastle and Southampton, Burnley. So it uh, it was probably already GG's. But now with this result and, and also with the Aston Villa result, I think it's definitely GG's. Yeah, they're gone. Um, sad day. Not really. But, I mean, it's kind of sad. They were playing so well for like a week and a half. I I don't know. I have, I have no sympathy because they fired Slavin after they tied City. Yeah, that, that, who are honestly, running away yeah. with the Premier League. And just... Yeah, that, oh no, yeah they, they deserve, deserve to go down. Yeah. <laughs> like, wait, wait, guys, guys, we just tied City. Hold on. Idea. We fire this dude and we bring an agent, Big Sam Allardyce. Never been relegated until now. Until now. Unless he can... Conjure up some voodoo magic. Voodoo magic. Rattle off five straight. (laughs) Arsenal refuses to leave the Super League. They get relegated. (laughs) And another team's in, so they stay up. Yeah. Spurs volunteer to go down so they can try and win their first trophy in the championship. (laughs) It just... uh, Then West Brom stay up and they uh, challenge for mid-table next year. Oh, my God. Yeah. That would be vibes, but... um. It, it's it's not vibes in the baggies. They're going down. Um, Everton beat Arsenal on the road. That was absolutely sick. Um, this was a very boring game. Some may call it tactical. I'm going to call it boring. Um, Richarlison scored the flukiest goal ever. Just an easy, easy pickup for Ederson. I'm not saying most normal people could have done this, but most normal people definitely could have done this and at least spilled yeah. it outwards toward the net instead of right through you. I feel like that's especially hard to do. So um, Bern Leno own goal. Richarlison claimed it as old did the little chicken walk. It was that absolutely was, amazing. That like he that's that's embarrassing. Like, you know, like I, sorry, I, I, sorry he's to go a mood. He's a mood. No, he's not. He's terrible. Like sorry he to go is, is. on this, but there's no like you just put in a shit cross that happened to go into the back of the net, and then you're going, you're doing your little chicken dance like in front of the cameras in the empty stadium, yes. the 75th minute. Like, can I have a t- Why don't you like pass the ball to someone who's better than you on a run instead of like, you know, doing your whole little Brazilian uh, capoeira dance with the ball at your feet and losing it 20 times a game? But <sighs> shithousery. And that, that's all he's good for in the Premier League, to be honest. He's not good for anything else. Exactly. And you know what? That's like that's like 10% of why I watch for the shithousery. It's a, it's a beautiful part of the game. It's something that needs to stay in the game. And it, it really you know makes us stand out because other sports have really clamped down on the shithousery, but, but not, yeah. not our beautiful game. Yeah. Never forget, Everton turned down $80 million from Barcelona for Richarlison. That is terrible. God damn, what a piece of business. Oh, speaking Imagine of terrible, how much more debt they'd be in now. So, oh my God. <laughs> I just cannot understand. How do these people have jobs like this, controlling so, so much money 
and being so goddamn stupid. I don't know. Yeah, it, but um, it, it, yeah, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. Do you know, you know what else is hard? What? Giving up two goals in stoppage time, only one of which was allowed. That's fucking hard to do, especially against Newcastle United. Uh, yeah. Liverpool hit the ground running, 1-0, Mo Salah. Probably hasn't eaten since sunrise. Dude's a fucking animal. Scores mm-hmm. a banger, easy, whatever. 1-0, second half, I think. You know, Liverpool's going at them. They miss chance after chance. Kind of complacent, to be honest. They think, you know, it's just Newcastle. You know, we don't really have to really go at them, put them away. It's not that killer instinct that you've known this Liverpool team for for the past few years, but that's nothing new. Um, What is new is Callum Wilson getting denied for being offsides on some horse shit. You know, the the typical... I think it was a handball. It was a a handball? Yeah, I think, and... uh... The only reason they called it a handball was because it was the last thing to touch the ball before it went in. Oh, Jesus. Like, no sense, which is worse than him being offsides by a fingernail. Because it was like kind of in his body, but it hit his arm and went in. So if I'm in the middle of the field and it hits that same part of my body, it's play on. But I yeah. can't score with that part of my body. The, just be stupid all around. Don't be like semi stupid here, then like full stupid there. Just be like full stupid everywhere, semi stupid everywhere, and the world would be a better place. But continue. Yeah, no, the world would definitely be a better place if it would just be consistently stupid or not stupid. But um, the world would be a worse place if Joe Willick didn't score the equalizer in the ninety fifth. What a goal! What a pass from Dwight Gale. Um, what a post-game reaction from Jurgen Klopp. Crazy. Telling people to calm down about the Super League. <laughs> no. No, we will not calm down about the Super League. He's trying game. to save his job at this point. Just get on the He's owner's trying to save his job. Oof, yeah. Dude, that'd be awesome if they fired him. And uh, he said, uh, they asked him about top four, and he's like, no, no chance. Said he verbatim, no chance. We go to Manchester United away. It's not likely that they finish top four. I mean, I'm sorry. United aren't good at home. And you are, at the moment, even after that embarrassment, four points out of a Champions League spot. But there's no chance. Yeah, Jurgen is uh, down bad. That is just not what you want to hear. Probably from <laughs> it's like Scott Parker players. at the beginning of the year. Yeah, we might lose six or seven on the bounce, but it's important that we get a win in there. Like it, it's after the first game. career mode experience. You're right. Sometimes you got to lose six or seven on the bounce just to get a win in there. And that Would you say that after season. week one? Look, Fulham. They were a goal scorer away from staying up. It really looks really slim at this point, but they. Uh, they should have signed DK. The American. Ooh, chill. Chill, dude. They would have stayed up. Someone give this man a job, dude. He would have <laughs> fucking kept Fulham up with that signing. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. He broke XG. They would have. Yes, yes. That would have been signing of the season right there. What is Ali Watkins, Matty Cash? I don't know who they are. <laughs> Ridiculous. What is Cavani? Ridiculous. But um, yeah, that that happened. Um, 
Chelsea won one nil in the London Derby. What's new? Bobby and Babuena with an absolutely howler of a red card. Just disgusting that the ref gave this after VAR review. Um, they don't understand physics. Um, his second leg was in the air. Literally had no control of what he was doing. And even so, it was on the follow through of a pass. Like, I, I, I really don't. Like, I, yeah. I'm at a loss for words. But, um, and, and the guy who came into him was like sliding into him. Ben Chilwell? Yeah. He was like, he went to go block the ball. But if, a savvy uh, foul, savvy foul by Benny yeah. Boy. If Balbuena never followed through on his kick, he would have no. taken Balbuena out. 100%. So it would have been a foul, which is just. It's again, stupid. It's it stupid or semi-stupid. Just pick it and stick with it. Yeah. But um, Timo Werner, like I said earlier, ended up scoring the winner and missing a huge chance. Uh, Tommy looked on like he was crazy. Chelsea got a huge win. They are now fourth in the Premier League. The Beach Moys are fifth. Oh, that really hurts my heart. It hurts my heart because Tommy's tactics is rolling. Leicester seems like they're not bottling it as of right now. So it, Lingard, Lingardino, Lionel Jesse in the Champions League seems to be a fleeting dream. Well, 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 it's, it's possible. It's possible. I mean, Chelsea do have a tough schedule. Leicester have a have a pretty. T- uh, Leicester and Chelsea play each other, and Leicester also play United and Tottenham before the season's over. The other two games are cakewalks. But then West Ham has Southampton, West Brom, um, Brighton, Everton. And then Burnley. So there are points to be picked up for West Ham and points to be dropped for Leicester. So things could shift. Leicester could drop. Chelsea could drop points. You never know. You never know. Lingardino will pull them to the Champions League. You heard it here first. The ink it. Wow. Wow. That is a uh, that is a take. That's a hot take. Lingardino to the Champions League. Do you, do you want to know the odds for that? Uh, yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Right. Um, see, I just don't see. know. I, I think Leicester, if they make or when they make it, sorry, got to double down. Uh, Leicester would have to be the ones to have to drop out because, like you said, I don't see Chelsea giving up any ground. Yeah, no, I, I also don't see Chelsea giving up any ground. Leicester, uh, we will, we will. You will see, but I don't know where the where the hell are these leagues? These few, uh, it's like, wow, do not see any Premier League futures bets or anything like that. Top, I see a top four finish for Bundesliga. They are, I don't know. I don't that's know. Probably, that's probably already decided. Just trying Stupid. to steal books. money. Yeah, DraftKings just rigging, just rigging <laughs> the the games and such. But um, anyway. Uh, what happened? What happened after this game? Sheffield, <laughs> you know the classic, the classic post relegation bounce. Of course, of course, these guys get a fucking win at home, one 0 to Brighton, and and David McGoldrick scores a fluky ass goal. Uh, of course, after they get relegated, this happened. Um, but you know, typical, 
typical Brighton, three big chances missed. Uh, Sheffield was able to hold on. Doesn't mean really anything at all. Uh, Anything to say about that? No. No words for this team. For either team, to be honest. That's fine. Um, Wolverhampton Wanderers lost uh, 0-4 to to FC Barcelona. Um, Chris Wood, masterclass. Uh, Chris, Chris, out of his mind. Cristiano, <laughs> Cristiano Woodnaldo <laughs> with three, three goals and an assist. Out of fucking nowhere, I swear. FIFA, if you don't give this man the team of the week, if this man doesn't get a team of the week, <laughs> it is further cause for me to continue boycotting Ultimate Team. Not that I've played it ever since what you did to Gundogan. It was atrocious. But if this man doesn't get a team of the week, that is just further proof that you guys have no idea what you're talking about, and it's ridiculous. Yeah, the he was the best player in the world this weekend. Yeah, just 100%. no, no one could have touched him. It was just silky smooth, the passing, the finishing. That's yeah. uh, just. I don't think I've ever seen someone play like him, ever. No, really. <laughs> it might have been one of the best performances I've ever seen in my life. Definitely the best performance from. I watched the Pele documentary last night, and this <laughs> that compared nothing to what Chris Wood. Thought it was rewatchable. Really. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Burnley gonna Burnley. Sean Dyke, uh, amazing coach. Chris Wood, amazing player. Um, they're staying up like they always were, and. Um, We'll we'll see them next year in thirteenth. I I don't I don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah. Leeds zero, Manchester United zero, Calvin Phillips masterclass. Um how many block shots? Five block shots. Leeds blocked five shots. Wambasaka played very well defensively. Um this was end to end confusing game. Lots of balls lost, lots of tackles won. Neither team could really get too much concrete stuff going. No, no real fluidity to this game, but um, I feel like Marcelo Bielsa would not have it any other way. You know, his famous drill is murder ball, and um, I feel like that's what that's what this game was. It was murder ball. Uh, how many yellow cards? Four by Leeds, one by Harry McSauce. Uh, Could have been a red down. on Ailing. Should have been a red on Ailing. Well, it stands. Um, but... <laughs> You know, great game from Leeds. They are in the form of their season right now, unbeaten in six with wins against City, Fulham, and draws against Chelsea, Liverpool, and United. United, you know, absolutely amazing by them. Um, They are now in ninth place, one point above Arsenal. They are going to finish above Arsenal. And... um, Really, Manchester United should have won this game as they are the much better team and I think played better on the day as well because Leeds' success was more based on working hard defensively than being so creative that, you know, they gave them the game. Um, it was because of Super League nonsense just all made sense. Leeds, Bart Bielsa, you know, speaking out, earn it. The Glazers being the Glazers, you needed the Glazer out. Like, it, it just needed to happen and... uh I don't think it means much in terms of anything for either side. It just just what was that day. 
Uh, I think it meant a lot to United. Uh, Leeds United. Oh, wow. I didn't even realize that. <laughs> now you have the... Uh, well, Leeds are in a tighter race, to be honest. So it did mean a lot to them. <laughs> Biggest title uh, of the year. <laughs> this, a win here would have put them quick math. 14 points. The four or five. There you go. 14 points clear with five games to play. So if my mm-hmm. math was right, that means win another game and you're safe. Right? Yeah. Win another game and you're safe. Yeah. So that could have been huge, especially going against Liverpool next week. Would have been a nice cushion. However, didn't happen. Aaron Wan-Bissaka, the most press-resistant player in the world. Um, he did well, like you said, Phillips. Masterclass. Uh, Mark Bruno really well. And Dan James lost us this game because he decided to play defense on Bruno when he was through and on goal. So, yeah. Dan James, you suck. Yeah. Um, Dan James, not... Not the most talented of cats. He fits Leeds perfectly, though. Swap deal Rafinha for Dan James. He's a hard worker. See, I don't think Leeds would do the swap because... We'd have to pay money. Yeah, exactly. Marcelo's all about turning the the bargain buys into into a lot of money for his clubs, you know. So, we will... Rafinha and 25 million. Rafinha for Dan James and 25 million. Boom. Yeah. Um, up that to 40 and, you know, they might have a deal for you. We will see. We will see. But um, after that game, Aston Villa and West Brom drew 2-2. Um, this game didn't really mean much for either side. Um, Grealish was still still not back. That's a real shame for them. Uh, setback in the injury. So they didn't win. West Brom didn't win either when they needed a win. I don't know. Really, Grealish getting hurt really just killed any chances they had at Europe, which were like super valid. Slim. I don't. I think it was still slim with with Grealish, but if, I mean, if he didn't get hurt, I mean, they'd definitely still be fighting for Europa, like seriously. Yeah, yeah. Probably, now it's yeah, kind of like probably. a pipe dream. Like Champions League was always kind of a pipe dream, though. I do agree with you there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they definitely could have been in around Everton, but you know, with the big clubs up around there, I I just have a feeling like Liverpool is going to finish in a European spot. Spurs will probably pull some out of their ass. As as unfun as that is, it's just I just have a feeling. I don't know. Um, Crystal Palace lost to Leicester two one. Wolf Zaha combined with Eberichi Eze for a twelfth minute goal. Eberichi Eze. Rumored to have been called by the Nigerian uh, FA, and um, they're trying to trying to get him to commit to the goal to the Super Eagles. That'd be sick signing for them. You know, he's absolutely class player. I like him a lot, but um, we'll see. We'll see what Gareth Gareth Slogate has to say about that. Like um, Timothy Castagne was able to equalize, but then Kalichi Iannaccio. Scored an absolute banger of a winner with an absolute banger of a celebration to follow it up. It was absolutely awesome. He did a little jig. It looked like he was having a bit of a seizure. I don't know what it really was, but it was awesome. Now, imagine Nacho and Eze on the same team. 
now we're getting somewhere. Now we're getting somewhere. But um, Brendan didn't bottle, and that's really what's important about today. Uh, yeah, on that Ezzy to Nigeria thing, I think he needs to do it because, like, this oh, is, yeah. I'm not. This isn't a joke. What I'm about to say. This is a cold hard fact brought to you by Coors Light. Not really, but uh, sounded better. He will be 23 on June 29th this year. And he will be eligible for the U21 Euros or like their tournament, the U21, which he will go to for England. <sighs> he rode the bench in the last time they went out, which was, I think it was this last international window. At 22 years old, he rode the U21 bench. And in the summer, he will be 23 years old riding a U21 bench. Yeah, he needs to go. He needs, he needs to get to, out of yeah, there. He needs to ride. Like, yeah, good move. That's, that sounds so ridiculous that he's even thinking about it when he will go straight into their first team setup and probably start, to be honest. Yeah, he'll start so. from day one, 100%. Um, uh, yeah, like, like you said, no-brainer. So, yeah, absolute no-brainer. No but um, that was it for the Premier League. Um, would you like to take a quick look around Europe first or uh, check in with our Americans abroad? Let's let's take a tour of Europe. I'm always down to travel. All right. Um, well, I know you speak French, so parlez-vous, uh, parlez-vous, my friend. Tell me what's happening in Ligue So fond of it. Well, mon ami, uh, oh, we have uh, <laughs> we have, in my opinion, the best title race in Europe. Top five leagues. I don't know about like anywhere else. Uh, but Lille in first on seventy three points. PSG in second on 72 points. A sneaky, cheeky Monaco in third on 71 points. This rivals that La Liga um, thing that's going on over there, but Monaco stormed in out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. nowhere. They they made this a three-horse race when it was a two-horse race for the majority of the season. Um, Still think Lille's going to take it. They lose the least out of these three teams, and, you know, that, that ends up winning the trophies. Uh, but PSG is always sneaky. And then Monaco is always sneaky too. I mean, uh, neither of them play each other the rest of the way. So no, nothing on that front, but two points separating, uh, a, Oh, wait, what? Oh, so it's the two points separating automatic guarantee to the champions league and a trophy in France, the league and title. And then you That's can awesome. go down to third and have to play a qualifying game into the Champions League. Awesome. So Lille in one day could just go from champions to having to play a year, um, Champions League qualifier, which is crazy. Lyon's kind of, they're not too far behind, but not really counting them. They're four back of Monaco, which makes them six back of Lille. But yeah, this is, uh, this is crazy. I know you got a, a player in the French League, uh, Terem Mofi. Terem Mofi of Lorient, Nigerian, six foot two lefty striker. 200 pounds. Can out a hat trick. Can out a hat trick last game. Seven stats in his last four. Six goals, one assist is the breakdown on that. Um, kid's nice. Is he another flash in the pan like we've seen? If somebody goes out and spends 80 million on him, yes. But if he makes the right move, which is no move, just continues to develop or makes a lateral move if, if need be, that I'll be best for him. But he's just a name to watch in the, in the French league. But um, another name that I'm very, very fond of, especially, you know, for the upcoming 
Euros and World Cup. Jose, Jose Fonte. Jose Font, Portuguese center back for, um, for Lille. Lille have actually scored the least goals out of the top three, but uh, by far the best defensive record. And, um, yeah, I, I think, I hope that, you know, Tim Way and Lil go on to win Lagoon, but who's, who's your pick? Um, yeah, I'm the same. I really hope that they do go on to win it. Um, I'm going to back them. I'm nice. going to back them because it is theirs to lose. If they take care of business the rest of the way, um, I believe they have one tough or two, one or two tough. Well, matches. this was their toughest. This this last weekend, I think, was the toughest game they had left. Virtually they do only. have they do have lens on uh, in two match weeks, so that's fifth place. So that's and then I think after that, like it's Nice as their next highest opponent in their mid table. Mm-hmm. So if they can get past the lens, they they got to be liking their chances. But yeah, yeah, last week was definitely a toughie. But you know, like PSG is PSG. So I'm, I think it'll be Lille. All right. Um, well, that, that, that was some good French news. Let's, let's hop over to Spain where we got a bit of a title race going on as well. Atletico Madrid straight up a loss this weekend to Bilbao. They're on 73 points. Madrid tied. They're on 71. Barcelona picked up a big three points. They're on 71. And then out of fucking nowhere, Dark Horse, Sevilla, unbeaten in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games. Unbeaten in nine. Seven of those are straight dubs. They're on 70, 70 points. Just crept up out of nowhere, just like Monaco. The red and white. Must be something about the red and white. This yeah. came storming out of nowhere. And you know what? You know what? I'm saying it. I'm saying it. Not because I'm extremely biased, because these guys have multiple former Man City players. Not because Lucas Ocampos is one of my favorite players in FIFA, just because he's so big and strong. Not because he scored a great finish over the weekend that turned into a knee slide. Did you see that? No. Peep it. It is clean. <laughs> Alfred Cattermole would definitely do that. It, it, it was the finish to the knee slide, completely in inverted. I like he acted that. like he meant it, and that's what counts. So, yeah, um, hot take. Sevilla's going to win La Liga on some nut shit because you know what? Fuck it. Super League, COVID, chaos. Let it burn, baby. Sevilla gonna win. <laughs> Sevilla's gonna win La Liga. Rose gonna win Liga, and Inter's gonna win the Scudetto. Let it burn. Uh, yeah, um, I'm gonna say good, good, good shout. Uh, yeah, um, I think it's definitely not Madrid. I I would think at this point, if they're gonna focus on something, it'll probably be the Champions League. Uh, and also having to play that midweek game, whereas, you know, like team like Barcelona who has a game in hand and if they win that go top table, uh, they don't have to worry about anything but La Liga. So I'm going to say Barcelona, Serginho Dest will do a double in his first year in Spain, um, be a catalyst for it. I predict he scores two more goals in La Liga before the year is over. Wow. Um, and yeah, but I really could see, Oh no, I couldn't see that. Never mind. But no, yeah, it's going to be a Barcelona. Barcelona. Atletico really might drop down to fourth. After a month ago, everyone was saying it was done and dusted that they were going to. They win. were on a roll, but then Simeone started beefing with Joao Felix, and his ego, his ego has absolutely swallowed him and this team. Simeone Bin Laden. He's a terrorist. Simeone, all right. Um, He's killing the game. Killing the game. 
speaking of killing the game, Germany didn't kill the game. They did not join the Super League. So, you know, let's give them some love. This 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 uh, title race is absolutely done and dusted. First and second are locked in. Top four, still very much alive, and there's a huge game with that this weekend. Uh, Dortmund, with 10 men, got a 2-0 win versus Wolfsburg. John Brooks with an absolute howler. Just one of the worst games he's probably played this whole year, if not in his whole career. Liable for both goals, completely 100%. And um, it sucked. But Holland is Holland. You know, he is nice and he is scary and he did his thing that day. And what a pass from DeHood off of John Brooks' pass to assist. Hockey assist. Um, Frankfurt also lost to to Leverkusen. They're not in the top four race, I wouldn't say. But uh, Dortmund getting a win and then Frankfurt and Wolfsburg dropping points. That's 57, 56, 55. The rest of the season is going to be Really interesting for that top four spot. I think Wolfsburg has it locked up just because I trust them defensively. They're very consistent. They're going to grind out the rest of the season. Dortmund and Frankfurt, though, they're the same animal. Same animal. They're both liable to score five goals. They're both liable to get scored on five times. It's they're they're wild. They're wild, and it's going to be a wild top four race in the Bundesliga. Yeah, and Dortmund's got a. Uh... Got a little bit of a toughie next week, or not? Is a little it next bit. week? Either they were on May eighth. They have Leipzig. Uh, that is it's an L. <laughs> yeah, and that's. I think Frankfurt don't have a game nearly as tough as that. The rest of the way, I think they have Freiburg as their toughest opponent. Who so are they lost to Leverkusen, who are good-ish, but not not as good as they were last year. 100%. Very true. And so if Dortmund make it, they earned it. Um, and if Frankfurt don't make it, they didn't deserve it, to be honest. So Proud assessment. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Um, but uh, this is probably the worst total like race out of the top five leagues, I'd think. No, I'd, I'd say that's Italy. I think in, in inter 11 points, please. Including... Uh, like the Champions oh. League spots. Okay, yeah. Because then if it was that, I'd say City. Because uh, City won I don't know. a half ago. Because second through fifth in Italy are separated by two points. So, yeah, I, did, I think Bundesliga is probably the worst race all around then. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, for sure. Um, Perth and Berlin wow. in a relegation battle. That's going to be fun to watch. Ganduzi gets relegated. Uh, oh, Woo. Mustafi, Klasnic, Ganduzi all went to Germany, all got fucking relegated. That's how shit Arsenal have been this last year, guys. That's if you were wondering, yeah. that is how wow. bad they are. <laughs> they literally chose to go to the second tier of German football yes. rather than play guaranteed Premier League football for If they didn't change that shit it. up, they probably would have been relegated from Premier League. <sighs> They should have just kept Klasnich. Emery. They should have kept Emery. They uh, should have kept Emery. Um, Mikel's out of his depth. He has definitely out of his depth. That's not going to save you from finishing 15th next year. But um, the only yeah, it, it it definitely wouldn't. I 15th next year is a little tough. I I don't know what they'll spend on if they'll spend. You really never know with Arsenal. Are they going to make a 
smart signing? Are they going to sign William Saliba, then loan him out? Are they going to get Aguero on 500K a week? Who knows? Are they going to sell the club? Are they going to sell the club to, to Spotify? Yeah. Who's upping their subscription fees already to fund this move? They're greedy bastards. Don't let it happen, Arsenal fans. Cronky out, Spotify out, get them all out. 50 plus one. That's what we need to do. I I'll use buy Apple a piece of for a reason. I'll buy Apple a piece of for a reason, baby. Apple Music is also corrupt. They're all corrupt. The <laughs> but they're not the trying game. to force a takeover. Get the suits out of the game. Uh, there is a petition which uh, we. I'll send to you so we can post on all forms of our social media for the England to do the 50 plus one rule. It already has over a hundred thousand signatures. So pretty uh, cool. You guys sign that. <laughs> want to sign that to make sure yes. that the beautiful game doesn't die. Can you do it more than once? Can I make burners to sign it? Cause I will. I, yeah. I think you just got to put it in random. It's like I'll a change.org thing. That's a guy in England made up a shout out to him. Don't know his name gonna say it's greg and, i'm gonna uh, sign it a thousand times <laughs> <laughs> yeah but um so yeah let's save the sport together let's save it together it, it, the fans have the power and we learned that this weekend shout out all you guys who protest the super league amazing stuff more amazing stuff brendan aronson getting subbed on after a red card scoring the winner in a salzburg victory daryl dk scoring a bicycle kick Barnsley officially in the promotion spots. Watford are promoted. Um, Josh Sargent being Werder Bremen's highest rated attacker uh, on the season. That's always a big deal. Um, and really, you know, that was the good news. The bad news, though, I guess Gio Reina had an okay game. I, he didn't really stand out for me. but um, he, played. he played. He played. So that's good on him. Chris Richards went down. Yes. That's sad. And they lost because of it, directly because of it. Um, he's really good. He is really good. I, he's, he's really good with his left foot, and it's underrated. So is John Brooks. We're going to have two really good ball-playing center backs, and that's going to help when, if and when, we play a much better team than us. We have to play more direct. We, don't, we can't play Greg Ball against fucking – France in their full 11 like it's just not gonna work we cannot we do that we could we could we could. we could we could and then we could run the risk of getting shat on or we could you know pull Bielsa off ball an upset it. pull mm. off an upset you know what I just get Bielsa did let's see some murder ball bro we got we got we're gonna have the most athletic people on the planet because as is the USA so yeah. let's do it let's let's press man full court Americans will get behind it and they will love it. Yeah. Give like LeBron a quick little one game deal. Throw him yeah. up top. Just have him nice. chase stuff and just head things. Um, Tyler Adams did his job per usual. Um, Fastest tell, player. Tell me, about, tell me about the MLS youngins, though. You're the, you're the, ex, you're the uh, scout extraordinaire. David Ochoa talked about shithousery a little earlier. Um, I and before I say, do not get me wrong, all the listeners and Walker, uh, Zach Steffen's the number one. He is our number one. He's a great goalkeeper. Like I have no complaints about him, other than that he plays for City. But uh, David Ochoa is my number one goalkeeper. I don't care how good or how bad wow. or anything. Just the shithousery, the take no shit attitude that he gives off. It's 
it's a whole mood. It is a whole vibe. And it is just the attitude that this U S team needs to have. If they're going to win anything, uh, he punted a ball into the away section after the end of last night's game when they won two to one. Uh, he had a great game. He had a good game. Not going to say great because they, they scored, but I uh, made a couple good saves. Then he just punted the ball into him after they were jeering him the whole second half. And then he just walks up to his teammates, starts, you know, fist bumping him and everything. And then his U23 teammate who played for Minnesota United comes up to him and pushes him, uh, doesn't make eye contact with him. <laughs> just keeps you're looking a boy at his teammates. Yeah, literally said, you're a boy to me. Every, two more Minnesota players came over, started a kerfuffle. He's high-fiving the ref, shaking hands with his coaches, straight-faced. Straight face, like nothing is going on around him. And then he oh, walks off, and all these Minnesota players are like cursing him out. The fans are cursing him out, and he's just little wry smile because he knows he just made everyone in the whole building so pissed off. And that's, I love it. That's amazing. It is. Um, Cade Caldwell, uh, the seventeen-year-old San Jose striker, is uh, going to lead the line for the USA following the twenty twenty-two World Cup. Um. That is not a prediction. That is a statement. He's so good. He can pass, and he's still so young and so big. He's like 165 or 170 pounds right now, and he's six foot, and he turned 17 recently. <laughs> like, he's still he's, – he's a literal boy. Still a boy. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah and, you know, for soccer players, for, for just for context for our listeners, that is Aki. Yeah. For, for soccer That's players, big. that is Aki. Yeah. He's the same size as Devonta Smith, and he's yeah. about to be an NFL player. Yeah. And he is five years younger. Yes. <laughs> and uh, he can pass. He played a beautiful ball in San Jose's win uh, the other night and also scored a goal. Ricardo Pepe in that same game scored a goal. So goodness, a lot of U.S. strikers uh, getting their know-hows in, doing well. But, um, yeah, Choa is going to take the cake for this weekend. He's going to be my player of the year. Um, for the Premier League, the Bundesliga, the Ligue 1, the Serie A, everything. He wins it all. And, uh, yeah, that's, wow. that was the big stuff in uh, MLS this weekend. Caden uh, Clark scored a goal like a week and a half there we ago. Go. So that was good, another goal scorer. Um, yeah, the kids are doing well in America. Oh, and in Spain, uh, Conrad De La Fuente had two goals in a Barcelona team. game. Yeah. yeah, that's nice. So Fighting for a promotion spot, so that's, that's also good. I don't think they can get promoted, though, which is kind of whack. I think they can win the title, but, like, they can't, like, yeah. come up, which Unless is stupid. a weird dynamic, but whatever. <laughs> but, yeah, so um, Americans did, I would say, overall, had a solid weekend. I mean, the most solid of weekends, of course, I say for last. Zach Steffen. Winning another trophy for the boys in baby blue and the boys in red, white, and blue. Let's get it, dude. Absolute masterclass from Zach Steffen and Pep Guardiola. Lifting the energy drink trophy. He made a good save. That's all that he needed to make because Spurs didn't really create shit. Uh, He could have probably taken a nap for like a 20-minute spell in the beginning of the game. It would have been totally fine, but... uh, Should have brought a book. It's it's big experience. It was a big win, especially, you know, curveball from Pep. Dude started basically a whole 11. Uh, it was interesting to say the least. He just really wanted to fucking rub Ryan Mace's nose in his own shit. Um, that's the <laughs> only explanation I have. It was kind of mean what we did to him, but good on Zach for getting the trophy. And uh, last but not least, Philly Bull 
himself. Mark McKenzie subbed on late for Gank's win in the Belgium Supercopa. Super Cup, it's definitely not Copa. Don't know why I said that. Whatever. Philly Bull doing things. USA, we out here. What's up? Go Birds. Go Giants. That's, That's all I got. That's all I got. Draft week. It's draft, draft week. week. Draft week. Three days. Howie's Three making days. moves, baby. Howie's making moves. He's, He's not going to make moves. a single move. He's going to trade. It is confirmed. He's going to trade up to like. Trade it. it has been confirmed. Like it's confirmed. Like ink to Forward or back? Like confirmed. He's Zach Ertz is getting traded. Before and the there's draft. heavy rumors. No, during the draft. And heavy rumors that we're going to move back into the top 10. Whether those two moves are related, whether it's a one, two, three. Well, I don't know if Howie has fucking 12, a 12 trade sequence with half of the NFL involved that's going to move us up from 12th to 9th at the end of it. Yeah, <laughs> giving up like 40 picks, getting back 38. It is like, going to be so complicated to transact, <laughs> but just for three picks. Just and we probably just could have player you were gonna take. We probably just could have flipped him to the Broncos and call it a day. But <laughs> so Howie's cooking some up in the kitchen. Uh, Davey's cooking some up in the kitchen too. Warren Sharp, Twitter goon, exposed him with the Chargers trade rape at its finest. Gotta love it. Yeah, that was. I hope yeah. that goes. So that was crazy. Moving back, <laughs> getting, it was probably up game. for like thirty seconds. They got like fifty negative replies on Chargers Twitter, and they're like, "Fuck, guys, wait, can we the Davey, facts go through? Yeah. No, cancel it." <laughs> David gets half of it. Like, doesn't know how to work the fax machine. He has his binders out in front of him. Yeah, he, he takes all his scouting <laughs> his reports. Binders. He takes all his scouting reports by hand. His, like, Dude, that is so showing, fucking ridiculous. Everyone's showing their drafts in the studios and all that stuff. Like, you know, Kingsbury and the Rams, like mansions in Arizona that are sweet. And then the Giants show Gettleman's. He's in his home office. Very nice home, obviously. But Couple there's, whiskey. One, there's one desk, a mug of whiskey, <laughs> a one mug monitor, whiskey. <laughs> one monitor the size of like our laptop. And binders just binders binders and that is what this and a telephone a landline telephone and that is what this guy drafted see that's how and that's probably how he's gonna do it again just no facetime no anything just all phone calls and hand notes the bright side though that gives me marcelo bielsa vibes just the just the odd meticulousness of his of his routine being his routine yeah, His deep scouting knowledge. <laughs> back. It's just yeah. fifty-five picks and never moved. Uh, fuck. Yeah, draft week. Um, baseball's in full swing. Yo, they should do a rondo drill football, like fo- American football. It's like you play hot potato with the ball, and one dude's in the middle just trying to fucking lay people. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that. I, I, <laughs> I guess, but like yeah. what happened? You're just gonna like lay everyone out, like every third person. No, you gotta do the right one, and if I mean, it takes more time. I mean, I, that wouldn't be fun for anybody involved, to be honest. No, dude no. in the middle would just get tired. Somebody would just say fuck it eventually and truck him. Yeah, some would just get laid out like unknowingly because he thinks the ball's going to him and just goes the other way. <laughs> <One's gonna laughs> Close like injuries out for the year. COVID oh, list. Love it. So, yeah, that's, that's another thing. Like when I was telling you about the, um, my pep tactical fouling theory and the loan system and how it all is interwoven, um, you know, 
that that's the thing. Like we have to practice that. There's no way we just do that on game day. It just comes out. Like we, there, there, we have to practice that. And that's what, that's what the youth team and lone mules are for. It's no way it comes out. We definitely, we put, we put Zinchenko in an orange suit and they chase him around in a circle until someone fouls the shit shit out of him. Yes. (laughs) He's like, ah! (laughs) I mean, I could see it. I could see it, but I just, it's very natural to just like look up and be like, oh shit. And then just kick someone in the ankles. I mean, my favorite one of all time is, uh, Pereira doing it to Sterling in the Derby. Ten seconds on the field, Sterling gets the ball, starts running. He winds up like he's going to kick the ball and just kicks Sterling's ankles, both of them, and then love thumbs it. up to the ref as he gets the yellow card. Yeah, I, love I love it when they just do the foul. They put their hands up, look at the ref. Like, <laughs> like I know, no need. You're good. Keep it You're in good. there. We'll save time. Keep it in there. I know. <laughs> All right. Um, the Sixers lost to the Bucks twice, but you know it wasn't really the Sixers, so I don't care. No. Um, the Mets, Jacob Degrom had one of the best games of the century, the last two centuries, probably one of the best games ever. Yeah. Thoughts on being a Mets fan alive during this miraculous time? I feel so bad for him. I feel so bad for him, and, and he, um, you know he's driven in more runs than he's allowed. He's also scored more runs than he's allowed. And uh, I feel bad. He has to do it all on his own. But I love it every day. I would pay his wages personally. I would work four jobs to be able to keep him on the Mets till the day I die. I don't care if he's in a wheelchair out there throwing 30 miles an hour. Still going to have a nasty slider. (laughs) But best player of all time when it's all said and done. Don't at me. Don't at him. You can add WCIS podcast, though, because that has been another episode of the We Call It Soccer show. It was great talking to you about Europe, the Champions League, the Premier League. Excited for the games coming up. Um, Say no to the Super League. Glazers out. Cronkies out. Sheckman, sorry, you can stay. (laughs) I have forgiven you. (laughs) Pomovich somehow got out of this unscathed. Uh, it's yeah. No one's talking about leaving. They totally. Oh, like, bro, City and Chelsea played this to perfection. They got in just in case it happened, but then they were the first to get out. So they're like, eh, we didn't really like this anyway. So like, it was just, uh, and then uh, and then the fans have forgotten. There's no, there's no check out. There's no Abramovich out. There's probably there is an Abramovich out crowd, but they've been there before this. They did that. That's already yeah, existed. It's doubled down. Yeah, it's yeah, it's there's not that, like that, Arsenal and United, down. where it's the yeah. whole fan base is just like yeah. leave, <laughs> leave, get the fuck, dude. I mean, it doesn't doesn't matter. Imagine a game. Could you imagine like I mean United? They probably have what like a billion fans. Yeah, a billion people hate you. Like, hate your guts. Wouldn't like that. Wouldn't like that. Um, sell the team, guys. Better off for it. Jorantino Perez. Uh, someone should put a bounty on him. And um, He's invincible. He's invincible. He's inevitable. He, it's crazy. That guy will... We're going to have a whole episode on him. And we kind of did last time when we talked about the Super we did. League. I mean, the Super League. <laughs> exactly. Like, the Super League... Has all like it, it is Fiorentino Perez's baby. He is the one that fucked up the transfer values. Um, 
you did make a good point about Dortmund, I think, on Instagram. Or someone did. It was like Dortmund be like, oh, these prices are so crazy. The money's killing the game, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and like won't sell Holland for less than yeah. 200 mil. I'm like, yeah, yeah cool, exactly. Fucking guys. Sick. Like, Fuck us. You agreed right. to a deal with United over Sancho. And then you're like, no, no, we want 120. Like, that's cool. Like, oh, what? You don't want 100 and like 90 million now? And then <laughs> you to 10 late. No, no, we need 120. Okay. Bye. Look, before we get too deep into the specifics of the morality or lack thereof of Dortmund, they didn't get invited. I stand by they, that. I stand by that. They're they just did not, saying they did when it was only they, Bayern. Like, oh my God. It's like, yeah, we, we said no too. And like, everyone's too busy to like call them out on it. So. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Shots fired at Dortmund. Wake up, wake up. We'll see you guys next Tuesday. I don't even really need to talk this to focus. I'm just trying to get rid of the locusts. You know this.